This episode of Pod Cemetery is brought to you by Three Guys That Paint. Three Guys That Paint. One of us is a kid, and the other might be legally mentally handicapped. Under the outdoor with a steamboat, ancient goblins and wild lows. Come at the grand line, making a sound. The smell of death is on the Hello, my name is Chris. My name is Kelsey. And this is Pod Cemetery, where we dissect horror movies like the rotting corpses that they are. This week, 1993's Leprechaun and 2012 sci-fi original Red Clover. Really felt the need to throw that in there. <laughs> yep. But before we get to the movies, Kelsey, let's let's talk about this actually really quick. I forgot we never mentioned this. Get Out won an Oscar. Woo! For best original screenplay. As it deserved. Yeah, I was a little bummed that it won that one because it meant that Big Sick didn't win it, <laughs> which is a little bit of a bummer. But uh still, I'm really glad that it got some some GD recognition. Mm-hmm. Normally at this time, Kelsey, what do we do? Slash cards. Slash cards. Give me a question. Name three horror movies that feature a cabin in the woods. Cabin in the woods? Yep. Evil Dead. Yep. And I'm not going to say Evil Dead 2. Good. I will say Cabin Fever. Nice. What does it recommend? Evil Dead. Uh-huh. Cabin in the Woods. Uh-huh. And Antichrist. We never saw that, did we? Or you saw it, right? I've never seen it. I have no desire to see it. Oh, okay. We also really need to do Cabin in the Woods. That's on our list. I fucking love that movie. Mm-hmm. All right, Kelsey. Mm-hmm. In what year was Tom Holland's Fright Night released? I'm the one who pays attention to all that stuff because I have to write it multiple <laughs> times. I put it in my notes. I put it uh, I put it in the episode title. I put it in all the save files. Was it 86? So close. 85. Damn. Well, we'll go from that really just awful, awful loss from Kelsey over there. <laughs> right into talking about Leprechaun. Kelsey, I, we watched Leprechaun. We did watch Leprechaun. I can't believe you'd never seen Leprechaun before. His face, man, scared me. Scared the bejesus out of me. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, we talk about the three characters that really creep Kelsey out. And as I was going back and editing the episode, I realized something that's similar throughout all three of them. What's that? They are the Leprechaun from Leprechaun. Mm-hmm. The Gremlins from Gremlins. Mm-hmm. And Chucky from Child's Play. Yeah. No, like, common element to those three characters? They're all small? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like small things. I think Kelsey is, uh, I don't know, would you call that ableist? I guess. Against little people? <laughs> I'm She's just, not. She's I really just not. I don't... Th it's funny that you say that because I have an aversion to all three of them. All of it stems from when I was a kid. Right. Of course. 
So they're all like kid sized. I think I just saw them at a very young age and I think it just scarred me. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Because while we were watching it, I was shocked that I hadn't seen it because I thought I had. And then it got to a part that I was like, oh, I do remember this. And I'm pretty sure I saw it when I was very little. Because it's a terrifying part, but we'll get there first. It's like the worst part of the movie, and that's the part that I saw. (laughs) Kelsey, what's the premise for Leprechaun? A leprechaun is let out of its trap, and it goes after its gold. Yeah, it's a very, very simple premise. But it takes place in, like, North Dakota or something like that in a small town with, like, almost nobody in the entire fucking movie but the principal cast. (laughs) Yes. It's such an isolated environment. (laughs) Anyway, you've probably already seen Leprechaun. But if you haven't, Kelsey, should they go out of their way to watch it? It's really bad. But it's, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people would have a lot of fun watching it. Yeah. I did not have fun watching it. (laughs) But I can imagine that a lot of people would have had fun. There's a preview into Kelsey's thoughts on (laughs) Leprechaun. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll cut to the trailer. But when we come back. We will talk about 1993's Leprechaun. The luck of the Irish is being packed and shipped to a little town in South Dakota whose luck may have just run out. Kelsey, what happens in Leprechaun? Tell me the story. Well, the very first shot is of him in this cave with a rainbow and a pot of gold, and he's just talking to himself, and that's literally it. (laughs) Try as they will, and try as they might. Who steals me gold? Won't live through the night. I guess that's supposed to be our establishing shot, like our exposition. So you know he loves gold. (laughs) I guess. I love gold. (laughs) And then we cut to um, an Irish family living in, like Chris said, it's either North Dakota. It's North Dakota. It is it? Yeah. Okay. So it's an Irish family, which is funny because the first thing I wrote was, wait, why isn't this taking place in Ireland? And then we have an Irish family. And he was supposed to go collect his mother's ashes, but instead he found a leprechaun and forced him to give his gold, which I've always heard is the story, right? Yeah, if you catch them, they they have have to to give give you you their their gold. gold. Yes. uh Never heard the rest of this legend, and I don't know if it's real or not, but he stows away in one of his uh, bags. And he kills the man's wife, and then the man buries the gold and traps the leprechaun in a crate that he just happens to have, a huge yeah, crate. A, a huge empty crate. Yeah. And But how does he keep him there? A four-leaf clover. He puts it on top of the crate, and the leprechaun cannot get out. And he's stuck there until 
years later, a new family moves in and they accidentally let him out. So he he has a line which could be like the log line for the movie. I traded me soul for me gold. You'll trade your life. I curse ye for all eternity. I traded me soul for me gold. You'll trade your life. So apparently in this universe, leprechauns are fairy folk that are greedy, obviously. They trade their soul for gold and they also make and shine shoes. Well, specifically him. I don't know if they're saying all leprechauns, but the idea is that he was a he was a cobbler. And he really loves making those shoes look nice. To the point where if you throw shoes at him, he's forced to shine them. Yeah. So O'Grady. This is a weird movie. Yeah. Because originally, supposedly, originally this movie was supposed to be a kid's horror movie. And then for whatever reason, they decided to make it into an adult horror movie. So like. Parts of it feel very much like for little kids, and part of it is like, Jesus! Yeah, part of it definitely is like, (laughs) Jesus. Uh, O'Grady is your classic Irish. He's drunk on Jameson the first time you ever see him. Yep. Uh, He's totally bought into the leprechaun mythos, and he traps him with this four-leaf, not clover, but a four-leaf shamrock. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. We'll talk about clovers. There are clovers in our next movie. Well, it's in the title. Yeah. But the ones that you see that have like the little double leaves, those are shamrocks. And they put it on. He puts it on top of the crate as he has a heart attack and dies. Yeah, because they're not really clear on what the leprechaun can and cannot do. It's just kind of like... I think it was happenstance with his wife dying. Oh, really? And, yeah. It wasn't him and, creating it? And going through the effort of, of I thought I thought the, I thought the leprechaun says something that makes it sound like he's causing him. I don't know. But whatever. Sometimes the leprechaun has magic that helps him, and sometimes he doesn't. It's just kind of the moral of that story. Yeah. The wee people have their magical ways. So... Like a decade later, a man, apparently he rents this place for the summer and he brings his stuck up Beverly Hills privileged daughter who is played by Jennifer Aniston. This is pre-Friends Jennifer Aniston, but not by much. Friends started airing in 1994. This movie came out in 93, but it was actually filmed at the end of 1991. So it's just a couple of years later she'd be in Friends. But this is her very first movie. This is a joke, right? This is our poor neighbor's house, and then you're going to take a star. Never judge a book by its cover, honey. Dad, this book doesn't even have a cover. Do you know how old she was in this movie? I can tell you. At the end of 91, let's see, Jennifer Aniston was born in 69, so she would have been 22. Because Almost I, 23. I get the feeling that she's supposed to be younger than that, but they never really make it clear. Well, she's like I mean, seducing she lives, what's his face. Right, but she lives with her dad, and it's to the point that she goes out to North Dakota with her father, even though she wants to stay in Beverly Hills. So, Well, she needs him because he's the source of all of her money. Right, 
But yeah, she's probably like 17 or something in the movie. Yeah, It's confusing. But uh, shit goes on. They run into the people who are cleaning up the house for them to move in. And I guess they're not done yet. They're the painters. They're called Three Guys Who Paint. What's the name of the group? Yeah, it's Three Guys Who Paint. Something like that. Yeah. And they're made up of Nathan, his brother, Alex, and their friend, Ozzy, who is dim. Yeah, it they is. They never go so far as to say he actually is has any. Mentally challenged. They yeah. never they never say that he has an actual disability, but it's very clear that he's supposed to. It is not handled appropriately it's yeah well i mean it's the early 90s it's hey isn't it funny that this guy's an idiot and it's like he probably has serious mental problems yeah and his only interactions that we ever get to see are with these three people and they treat him like shit yeah and one of the catalysts for all this shit going down is that uh so one thing leads to another and the shamrock gets knocked off of the crate and the Leprechaun gets out and attacks Ozzy, but nobody believes him because he's always talking about this fantastic stuff that he sees that he makes up in his head. It reminded me a lot of Chunk. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of the dumb, fat friend who tells lies all the time, so no one ever believes him. So when he's telling them about the Leprechaun, of course they don't believe him. But also on top of that, they made him mentally challenged. So it's like, of course they're not going to believe that he saw a leprechaun. And he's played by Mark Holton from... Pee-wee's Big Adventure! Yeah. He played Francis. Right, and he plays almost the same character. But in Pee-wee... He's like sinister and a little bit smarter in Pee-wee. Slightly smarter, but he's very childlike. Yeah. But that's part of the Pee-wee... Charm. Yeah, that's what that movie is about. It's about being ridiculous and silly. This is not. And so the fact that he is mentally challenged is a serious thing, and they do not treat it seriously. Yeah. And they make fun of him for, for thinking he saw a leprechaun. And we didn't talk really about this, but the leprechaun's played by Warwick Davis, who is probably the most famous little person in the world. He plays Aside Wicked. Aside from the guy from... Game of Thrones. Yeah, but I'd probably even say... Well, Warwick Davis has been in a lot of movies. That doesn't necessarily mean that people know who he is. True. Like you said, Wicket. He's in a he's in a he's um, an Ewok costume. Like, you never get to see his face. And Willow, which apparently no one has seen. That's so weird to me. No one has seen Willow. That's really, really weird to me. And he was Marvin in The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, so he was in a giant robot suit. He was... He's a few characters in Harry Potter. He's Professor Flitwick, Flitwick and uh, Grip Hook, but they all have makeup on. So I guess I guess you're right. He doesn't get a lot of FaceTime in a lot of things, unfortunately, because he's, you know, pretty fantastic. He was also in a show that's pretty much about him called Life's Too Short, but it has Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant in it and they kind of steal the show. Yeah, he's awesome. And he played a leprechaun in this. I'm kind of sad that he did it, but then when you think about the fact that, you know, they probably don't have a whole lot of work given to uh, Yeah, them. a lot of opportunities. It's kind of shitty, but good for him that he that he took what's his, you know? Yeah. Anyway, you were going to say something. So the other kid 
I mean, you you have to have seen the movie, but he he's one of he's one of the younger brothers in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. That's yeah. how I know him. Yeah, he's Walter. Wow, you knew his name, huh? I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robert Gorman is his name. So anyway, Ozzy happens to see a rainbow when they get back outside, and so he and Alex go running, and they find where the gold was buried. This movie is fraught with. People not believing, uh-huh. right? And that's kind of like, oh, but it's true, but I don't believe you, blah, blah, blah. Well, good it, thing Alex was a little kid, because if he thought that that's how rainbows work, then there's problems. <laughs> right. But I mean, like, earlier in the film, Mrs. O'Grady, his wife, is like, I don't believe you, this is a bunch of bullshit. And he shows her the gold. He shows her a fucking bag of gold. Who just has that? And she's just like, I don't believe you. Well, he's a drunk who is always scheming. So I imagine she's like, what's this now, O'Grady? So Ozzy then sees a fucking rainbow come out of nowhere. And everybody's like, so what? It's a rainbow. Did it rain? Yeah. <laughs> are you aware of the of how rainbows are caused? Right, because they're not physical things that you can reach the end of. It's a trick with a light. You see it because of where you are and the moisture in the air. Not, it's not a physical thing. It's not just something that happens all of a sudden out of nowhere. Yeah, and that you can walk to the end of, which is, of course, the leprechaun pot of gold at the end of the rainbow kind of thing. Right, so they but that's go. the point. It's like, it, you can't ever get there. That's what makes it a fable. Right, and it just really pisses me off that both Jennifer Aniston and the other guy that she, like, is into for some reason. I don't know why. They're just like, stupid. It's like, you're stupid, people. A rainbow (laughs) doesn't come out of nowhere. Well, again, this, I think a lot of these elements really, really support uh, Warwick Davis's claim that it was originally like a a scary kids movie. Uh, Because it's silly. It's really silly. It's It's very silly. Very silly. It's so silly. That once they decided to make it an adult thing, right? They released this movie. Then they go from Leprechaun to Leprechaun 2 to Leprechaun 3 to Leprechaun 4 in space. <laughs> then to Leprechaun in the hood oh, and Leprechaun back to the hood. Wow. And then there's Leprechaun Origins, which came out in 2014. Wow. And... I'm sure it tries to take itself real serious. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it, it's something else. It's really, really silly. And it's not very scary, except for the leprechaun can be scary sometimes. <laughs> but he's, well, we'll get there. He's half frightening and half really silly. He's constantly getting around this town in magic propelled mini vehicles, like a tricycle or a toy truck. Or stuff like that. Like, that's how he gets around. And mm-hmm. you just see him, ah, ha, 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 like yeah, pedaling around does, on a he tricycle. He does do that stupid laugh like uh-huh. Chris just did. And it always plays like the Irish music. Like, it's, yeah. it's pretty racist when oh, totally, you really think totally. about it. <laughs> and and the, it's really sped up. It does the like sped up thing like you expect the, but you don't get it. <laughs> it looks ridiculous and it's it's ridiculously done but anyway so they get there to the end of the thing and they find the gold they literally find gold at the end of a rainbow and the kid 
still says, would you shut up about the leprechauns? That's so dumb. Yeah. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? Where is the logic? I'm... So it's in this scene that Ozzy tells Alex, oh, how you find out that the gold is real is you you bite it, right? Now, the reason you do that, it doesn't really work on anything. The reason you do that is that, like, real gold is very soft. Oh, I thought that was fool's gold. No, that's how you know it's real gold. But people don't make soft gold anymore. You know, they put stuff in it to make it more durable and hard. So... It doesn't really work anymore, but, you know, maybe this is old gold, maybe it would. That's neither here nor there, because in attempting to bite it, Ozzy swallows a piece of the gold. I don't know how to tell if it's real. You just bite on it. I've seen it in a movie. Oh, my God. I swallowed that gold coin. Nice going, Jaws. Like, that's how ridiculously silly this movie is. Mm-hmm. The character... I'm going to bite this to see if it's real. Oh, whoops. Mm-hmm. And and it's like it's like a kid's movie. So they decide not to tell anybody because the kid and this part is weird, too. So the kid says, you know, we don't want to tell anybody. We want to keep the gold for ourselves. We're going to we're going to take it to the bank. We're going to get money for it. And that money will be used for an operation for your brain. Yeah. Right? Which I just accepted as he's a kid. He doesn't understand how this stuff works. But we find out later that he knows it won't work. So what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> like, you have money. You think it's real money. Like, what are you going to tell him when you can't buy an operation to make him smart? I. It is. There is no logic behind this movie. If you told me this movie was made for kids, I would believe you because it makes no sense. It is ridiculous. So then we cut back to Jennifer Aniston and the guy, and they're totally flirting. And for some reason, they're doing they're doing something to the car or something. She's like putting stuff in the back of the truck or getting stuff out of the truck, and then she's like, "Stop it!" because she feels somebody groping her leg, which is also weird. Why is the leprechaun stroking her leg? Anyway. So she's like, oh, stop it. But she really likes it. Then she turns around, sees the guys behind her, and she looks under the car, freaking out, and there's nothing there. Yeah, that's after it, like, scratches her, too. So then, yeah, that's right. She tells her dad, I know what it feels like to have my leg caressed, or whatever it is that she says. And the guy's like, what? You do? (laughs) We're not talking about that right now. Which, again, like, how old is she supposed to be? Yeah. Are you okay? I heard you scream. I thought that was you rubbing my leg. You let me? That's at the point. Something was was rubbing my leg, like caressing it. And it it ran off over there. It's probably just an old possum, honey. No, no, Dad, that was not an animal. Okay, I know what it feels like when a man caresses my leg. You do? So when they're trying to figure out what it is, they can hear a cat meowing. And the dad goes after it and finds it in a stump or a, a knot in a tree and reaches in. And gets real badly cut up because it's actually the leprechaun mm-hmm. impersonating a cat. And it attacks the dad. And so they have to take him to the hospital. And he's basically out of the movie for the rest of the movie. But when they get into town, the leprechaun chases them. On the bike. On the tricycle. And it really is. The, it, like, I don't know, at least a good 45 seconds of him riding around on this bike in fast motion. <laughs> 
<laughs> and like Chris said, it's it looks like it should be dut dut dut. What's it? What is it? And he's like smiling at the camera and laughing, and it's absurd. So while they're dropping the dad off at the hospital, Ozzy and Alex they go to check. They go to like a pawn shop, a coin dealer, which just happens to be right there. <laughs> And they they leave the coin with this collector guy so he Which, can find out you, where it's from. Why would you trust this random dude with your coins? Well, because he's not a random dude. He writes up a receipt, right? So he they have proof that he has their coin. And he has a shop there. It's not like he's going to go anywhere. But he ends up getting attacked in the middle of the night and getting pogoed to death. Now we're going to play. Do you want to play with me? Oh no! No! This old leg, he played one. He played pogo on his life. Teach you to steal me gold. <laughs> He'll bounce back in no time. <laughs> one gold coin. 99 to go. <laughs> you can't see it now, but Kelsey has her head in her hands and she's shaking it in disbelief. At this point in the movie, I was really upset with myself that I had allowed myself to be afraid of this thing. Uh-huh. Later, I do feel justified. Like I said, when I saw the There's scene- a terrifying part. When I saw the scene that I saw when I was a kid, I was like, okay, this is where it comes from because the rest of the movie is bad. Yeah. It's really bad. Yeah, he gets on a fucking pogo stick and pogos the man to death. Yep. So anyway, uh, they have dinner at this diner or whatever, and then they go back to the farmhouse. But while they're gone, the leprechaun goes back to the farmhouse before them. And while they're gone, he ransacks the place looking for his gold and he shines every shoe in the house. And they're like, well, it was probably a raccoon or something like that or a bear, I think is what they say. And they're like, what kind of bear shines shoes? (laughs) So they just don't get it. And Ozzy's like, um... That's the leprechaun. He told me he was a shoemaker. Because he did. He literally told Ozzy he makes shoes. Yeah, every time he introduces himself, every time he meets a new character, he's like, look at my shoes, at the buckles, and Uh look at how amazing they are. (laughs) Uh, Outside, Nathan steps in a bear trap because they have bear traps just lying around out there, or because the leprechaun laid it out there for him. Oh, wait, you skipped the, the scene where the two, where Jennifer Aniston and the guy are having dinner together. Yeah, we kind of, I said they had dinner at the diner briefly, but go But ahead. there's something kind of important. Okay. Kind of. The only scene with extras, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so they're sitting there having dinner, and she's upset because she doesn't like anything on the menu. And he's eating, I don't know, steak. A burger or something. Burger. I don't remember. Yeah, yet. something. Mm-hmm. Meatloaf. That's what it is. Meatloaf. Yeah. And he's like, here, have some meatloaf. And she's like... I don't kill living things. I feel very strong about that. Uh-huh. Which is funny because of what happens later. Uh-huh. And in addition, he picks up her foot and he's like, you see this shoe? This has leather on it. You killed an animal for your shoe. And I, I just, I, I thought that was cute. Right. Except she's wearing tennis shoes. They didn't even bother to give her leather shoes. Like it, they could have given her some leather shoes, <laughs> boots or something like that. But they didn't, because this is the era where women wear white tennis shoes and scrunchy socks. Yep. (laughs) I had those. 
Nathan steps in a bear trap and uh, she has to get him out. They end up shooting him with a shotgun that they find and they get in the truck. We've seen it before because when they, they needed to go to the hospital, the starter was loose and Alex needed to get out to to reset it. So when he gets out to go plug it back in again, he throws open the hood and the leprechaun's in there. Oh, shit. And then he gets in his little toy truck thing and he runs into their truck. And because it's magic and they just use magic to do whatever they want. Yeah. The wee people have their magical ways. It tips their truck over. Yeah. It's a little weird. So when he gets out of the truck to go check it, Jen... Jennifer Aniston says, Alex, be careful. Alex, be careful. Well, thanks, Jennifer. Yeah, because I wasn't going to be already. Thank you for that. Yeah, uh-huh. Is this the moment where when he's terrorizing them that really freaked you out? Yes. And I wrote, oh, my God, with the mouth coming in through the window scared the crap out of me. That's at the front of the car, right? Yeah. He comes in. That's right. He's broken the glass on the front window. and They're all trapped in the car. They're trapped inside, and he's coming in after them. Uh-huh. And it's like a close-up of him coming at the camera. Really good makeup effects on him, I feel. Yeah, and that's what scares me the most about him. It is his face. It's the way his face looks. Yeah. So when you have this scene with them stuck in a car and him lunging really in at them. Really close, and they have nowhere to go, and it's pretty frightening, and it's dark out. Yeah. It scared the fuck out of me when I was a kid. And then they get stuck in the house and he's terrorizing them in the house. And it's just really that scene that I remember. I don't remember anything else about this movie. So Ozzy finally spills the beans that they found this bag of gold. Now, he already has the one he got from the shop owner. And Jennifer Aniston goes out and gets the bag, which they put in the well. And he comes out and she's like, here, here. And she just gives him the bag. And he's like, good. And he starts counting. And then they run off to the hospital to help out Nathan. And he starts counting and he gets to 99. Does anybody remember where that 100th piece of gold is? That's right. It's in Ozzy's tum-tum. I sold that gold coin. (sighs) Also, at some point, somebody says, hey, chill, which apparently I thought was very funny. Does his hand get cut off at some point and it crawls? Yeah. That scared me, too. At some point, his hand gets cut off and it's crawling up the wall. That scared me when I was a kid. Yeah, I I literally wrote the handling of the disability afterthought is atrocious because he's literally used for exploitative reasons. He's used for comedy. He's used for terror. Yeah, it's it's awful. Yeah. So this movie is extremely offensive. (laughs) Oh, and at some point he grabs somebody's dick. He picks a guy up by his dick at some point. That happens. Also, at some point, he sings to himself, fiddly dee, see a leprechaun is me. Like, he just says that kind of shit yeah, throughout uh-huh. the movie. And it's like, are you fucking He kidding? had to hate doing this. <laughs> I know. And the music that's playing is Irish music again during this scene. So, thinking that he's satiated, they take Nathan to the hospital. But it turns out, It's not okay. He doesn't have all of his gold. So he chases them in the car. He gets pulled over by a cop. He kills the cop and confronts them again. Ozzy tells them about O'Grady, the previous owner, and how he didn't actually die. He had a stroke and he's in the nursing home. 
So they go to see him in the nursing home to see if he knows anything about this leprechaun. But before they do, uh-huh. that's the scene where they throw the shoes and distract him. Oh, God, right. It's so bad. It's so bad. They just keep throwing shoes at him. And he keeps and stopping and shining. And, and th- the thing is, is that they stay on him, specifically shining the shoes. And you'll see him, like, shine a spot and then throw it down. And it's like, wait a minute. I thought you have a compulsion, kid. Like, shouldn't you shine the whole shoe? Like, or just don't show us that he doesn't finish shining the shoes. Makes no sense. Yeah, no, it's totally dumb. But and then they, he's on skates at one point when they're going, when he's following them on ridicu- the truck. It's ridiculous. I don't know where the skates came from. It's ridiculous. So they go to the nursing home and try to talk to O'Grady. They turn the wheelchair around and it's actually the leprechaun. And now he's chasing him in a wheelchair. And it's he doesn't get vehicle. out of it. No. He stays in that thing. And he chases him in the wheelchair. And Jennifer Aniston gets in an elevator to, to get away. And O'Grady like falls through the top of the elevator. And he's still alive. <laughs> And she's like, oh, God, we got to help you. And he's like, no, it's too late for that. Here's what can stop him. A four-leaf clover shamrock. And so now she knows. There's a patch of shamrocks next to the well. And she needs to find a four-leafed one to stop him. And fast forward. We don't need to get into this much detail. They get back to the place. She's searching for a shamrock. They do this thing (laughs) where they light the area around these shamrocks green. They have a green spotlight and you can see it like it shines on their hands and shit like that. And you see that it's obviously like a physical spotlight that's there in real life. It's really, really bad. But she finds one and it scares him off. And then eventually Alex wraps it around his gum fires his slingshot at it and it goes right in his mouth and the dude like explodes and at some point the kid says i'm not afraid and goes out to do something yeah that's when he goes to attack him i wrote is this kid about to die or what (laughs) because it just seems like he's about to die he doesn't explode no he loses all of his power and he falls backwards into the well and he's like melting or whatever right and then he starts to like climb up and then nathan just like pushes him back into the well right this is the part that's so cheesy and then they take all this gasoline pour it down there into the well now what would happen if there's a well with water you pour gasoline in it first of all gasoline and water do not mix Mm -hmm. it would just coat the top Mm -hmm. you drop a match in there the top of the water would catch on fire not in this universe in this universe (laughs) They light it on fire and it fucking explodes. <laughs> Huge explosion. And then that's it. I mean, you hear him talk about how he's going to recover all of his gold. I'll not rest till I have me gold. Curse this well that me soul shall dwell. Till I find me magic that breaks me spell. I don't know how they're going to do that because they never resolve the fact that Ozzy has to now shit out this piece of gold. <laughs> They never talk about that. Anyway. (laughs) This movie is terrible. It ain't good. It's funny sometimes. And that one scene where he's terrorizing them in the car and in the house. I don't know. When I was a kid, when I saw it, it scared the shit out of me. (laughs) 
it's fun because it's Jennifer Aniston, and it's just really fun to see her in this. Yeah, you can see that she's Rachel Light in this, especially since she's like a spoiled brat, which is what Rachel's character starts out as in the series. Yes. She's like, this could really be, if Rachel grew up in Beverly Hills, this could be what Rachel did in her youth. She fought a leprechaun. <laughs> Kelsey, what do you think it got on Rotten Tomatoes? 20. <laughs> 23. 23. Overrated or underrated? It's probably right about what I'd give it. What would you give it? I was thinking 30, but I think that was a little kind. <laughs> well. So I'll go with the 23. Oh, agree. I'd give it a 40. Really? Yeah. Why? Because of its charm. That's why I'm giving it the 23 that I'm giving it. <laughs> it's the charm. It's really charming, but it's also super fucking offensive. Very Like, offensive. not only to Irish people, little people together, but also to the audience. Like, it's just offensive that they would put this in a movie. It's also offensive towards people with disabilities as yeah. well. Yeah. This is one of the lowest ratings I've given it. I've only been tracking our ratings for this year, for 2018. And Lifeblood, oh shit, I don't have the scores for those. So I guess only since Get Out have I been tracking ratings. But I imagine we gave Lifeblood a very low score, but we both gave X-Ray a zero. Yeah. <laughs> X-Ray is much worse than this. Yes. I would take Leprechaun really over X-Ray any day. So, but 23 is pretty low. 40 yes. is, aside from X-Ray, the lowest I have. Oh, I also gave a 40 to Rosemary's Baby the TV remake, I remember because I was really upset thinking about it again. Like, watching <laughs> it at the time, I was like, this isn't so bad. And then talking about it again afterwards, I'm like, no, wait a minute, this makes me angry. <laughs> so, pretty low score for Leprechaun. Yeah, it's bad. Kelsey? Yeah. Before we move on to 2012's sci-fi original Red Clover. Oh, Jesus. It's one of those weeks, Kelsey. Yeah, it was a bad week. <laughs> Slash cards. Yes. Horror can show up in unexpected places, like the Banshee in this 1959 live-action Disney film. I can't believe that you got this. That was the first card I picked up. I did not do anything. I can't believe that you got this. I was super excited. It's Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Damn right it is. With the Scottish Sean Connery playing an Irishman <laughs> very poorly. <laughs> the Banshee scared me when I was the a kid. The Banshee's frightening. Yeah, Banshee scared me when I was a kid. Yeah, they did a really, really good job of that. That's, Fucking that love movie's not movie. so bad. <laughs> if you have not seen Darby O'Gill and the Little People, you need to. It's, it's one of those... Older 50s Disney movies. Was it 50s? What year did it come 59. Out? Yeah, 59. Live action. Yeah, one of those live action Disney movies from the 50s. This time all about leprechauns and the and, Irish again. And impressive when you think about the cool shit they were doing. Yeah, with... they were doing shit with like superimposed figures and and uh, negative film negatives and shit like that. Like it's it's pretty impressive. And perspective stuff. Yeah. So really cool. Way better than this. Yep. If you didn't like Leprechaun and you don't care that the only scary thing in the whole fucking movie is the Banshee, see Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Still offensive. Uh, yes. But not as bad. It is, it is uh, 
we're saying this is racist. Darby O'Gill is a little racist as well. <laughs> but most of Disney's older movies are a little racist. Yeah. Let's be honest. Kelsey. Yeah. An American nurse living in Japan encounters a vengeful spirit in the home of one of her patients. Can she break the spirit's curse before she becomes its next victim in this 2004 film? I think it's The Grudge. It's The Grudge. All right. Next on our list here is the sci-fi original, 2012's Red Clover. Kelsey. Yeah. What's the premise of Red Clover? I should say it's also known as <laughs> Leprechaun's Revenge. And apparently at one point it had a production title of St. Patrick's Day Leprechaun. But it was made under Red Clover, changed to Leprechaun's Revenge when it was released. And then when it was released on DVD, changed back to Red Clover. <laughs> In case you're did, having a hard time finding it. And how did we watch it? Was it through sci-fi? No. No? No. I probably I probably got it on Hulu Amazon? or... Amazon or something. I paid money for it. <laughs> I think it was iTunes. I think I got it through iTunes. So Red Clover, how to? So it's a town that was founded by an Irish group of immigrants. They supposedly brought a leprechaun over with them, and now, many years later, the leprechaun. Has a curse. I don't know. Listen, the only thing this movie has going for it is Billy Zane. Billy Zane! <laughs> this this girl picks a red clover, freeing a leprechaun in heavy quotes, leprechaun. Yeah. And it curses her where she's going to, it's going to kill her within four days or something like that. And it's they need to do something about it. It's not really explained. It's no. Listen, this is the same production company that made Sharknado. And they, they even make a joke about it. They make a Sharknado joke yep. in the movie. It's not as bad as Sharknado, but... I've never seen Sharknado, but I mean, as far as I know, you're only supposed to watch that as a joke. Yes, this this is not a joke. This took itself a little seriously. Yes. Which is a shame <laughs> listen do not spend money on this no if you have like on demand with sci-fi or something like that maybe you can grab it that way even then i don't know if this is really worth watching out of curiosity but if it happens to be on and you're playing solitaire or something i don't <laughs> know <laughs> reading twitter on your phone it's then so, maybe leave it's it really on. sad because it actually has an interesting beginning and it has a lot of promise too there's yeah. some good stuff in it the the beginning is actually like ooh, i'm excited and then halfway through i'm not gonna lie guys i checked out this <laughs> this movie is abysmal all right so do not watch it instead listen to us talk about it but first Listen to the trailer, and when we come back, we'll talk about 2012 sci-fi original, Red Clover. Are you superstitious? Pick the Red Clover. I'm cursed. And unleash a green nightmare. I just saw a leprechaun. How are we going to catch this thing? We're going to need the luck of the Irish. On March 17th. What the hell is that? Don't press your luck. Happy St. Patrick's Day. The world premiere of Leprechaun's Revenge, Saturday, March 17th at 9, part of Sci-Fi St. Patrick's Day Pepper Carnage. Kelsey. Yeah. What happens in Red Clover? Good luck, because I, fuck if I remember. 
<laughs> well, I do. Okay. Tell me what happens then. So we open on a lovely Irish poem, like folklore, and it explains how this, I don't know, clan, I guess you'd call it, came from Ireland and they brought a leprechaun with them so that they would have good luck. Yeah. And they were, they made a lot of money or whatever. And then something happened. I'm not really clear on what happened, but something ended up taking away the luck of the town and it kind of became a... Not a ghost town, because people still come, but, you know, they're not nearly as successful as they were. Cut to the present, where we meet our main chick. Uh, she is in the woods, hunting with somebody that she calls Pops. So her name is Karen, played by Courtney Halverson. Pops, or Pop O'Hara, is played by William Devane. And Pops is her grandpa, and he is taking her out to go shooting, go hunting in the woods. Yeah. There's like boar out there. But they do not come across a boar. Instead, she comes across a clover patch and there is one that is red and she stupidly picks it up and she is now cursed with the red clover curse. She has this mark on her palm in the shape of a clover. And throughout the story, instead of being what looks like a, what would you call that? It looks even? like a blister. Yeah. Instead of what looks like a blister, each of the leaves of the clover, like, scabs over one day at a time. Or do, or do they ever say what happens at the end of the four days? Yeah, you die. I the mean, because this leprechaun's trying to kill her the entire time. No. In including as soon as she picks that clover. Dude hops up out of the ground and is like, ah, I gotcha. Yes, but other than that, the whole rest of the time, he kills other people, which is probably my biggest issue. They don't explain. Okay, so she picks the red clover, which essentially releases him. He's like stuck in a tree that has a ton of horseshoes all over it. And he looks, he's giant. He's not tiny. He looks like a tree. He looks like Groot. No, I, like an I, evil would say, Groot. I would say he looks like a really shitty version of Pan from Pan's Labyrinth. That, you're right, you're right, I forgot about the face. I'm thinking about the body. The body looks like Groot, but the face, you are absolutely right. It yeah. looks like the guy from Pan's Labyrinth. To me, he looks a little bit more like, uh, I mean, the word that comes to mind is dryad. You know, like a forest spirit thing. Well, that's what they call it. They call, somebody says something about that, but they call it, what's the word? The Irish version? Leprechaun? No. They also call it a, a tree nymph or tree fairy or something. They call it a, a leucopain. And yes, that is where the term leprechaun comes from. Leprechaun is basically a bastardization of the leucopain. But leprechauns have pretty much always been small dudes in like waistcoats. <laughs> the only difference is that they used to wear red, not green. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, green is a more Irish color than red is. I think has something to do with the conversion. I don't know. I'm not an Irish historian. But I do know that they were never, like ever, like full-size dudes with horns <laughs> that look like tree demons. <laughs> never. This is never a thing. I don't know where they got this from. I don't know. Like, they're trying to shove it really hard into this theme of being Irish, 
and a leprechaun. So the Lucorpan, however you pronounce it. God, I love that about Gaelic. I just love it. You can look at a word and have no idea how to pronounce it. If I could magically learn any language just like that, it'd probably be like French or something. But then <laughs> it'd be Irish Gaelic. But anyway, the Lucorp is Lou, which is small, and corp, which is body. So like <laughs> the word means small body. It's a small bodied being. So I don't know what the fuck they're doing with this giant creature. I feel like they could have gotten away with it a little bit more if they didn't lean so heavily into that. If they just said it was some forest sprite who, not even sprite, because sprite implies small, some forest <laughs> demon who wasn't a leprechaun. Mm -hmm. The whole leprechaun is the thing that really sets everyone over the edge of leprechauns, they're not real, or whatever, you know. So what I was saying earlier, what upset me the most about this lore is that she picks the red clover, which is what releases him. Yeah. She has four days to kill it or it will kill her. Yeah. Chris is absolutely right. It does pop up. She shoots it before we get a chance to see what it was going to do. But, I mean, you're, you're, you're fairly positive it was going to attack. Like, be clear about the lore. You know what I mean? But on top of that, so he's not allowed to kill her for four days, but he's allowed to go rampage and kill whoever the fuck he wants as long as they have gold on them yeah it's also really unclear about whether or not he wants to be seen or he doesn't because in the beginning it's like he's all stealthy and shit and by the end he's just fucking out and about yeah yeah like we said be clear with your lord this movie starts out interesting and then it just becomes ridiculous well it starts out interesting inverted commas <laughs> heavy on the irony there like it opens on Karen, and of course, she's the classic fair-skinned redhead. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, she's Irish, huh? Huh, it's Irish. And it, it's just, they're really, really thick on this stuff. I really don't want to spend too much time talking about the plot. I think we can just burn through this fucking plot. Well, then we meet Billy Zane. Billy Zane. <laughs> who plays her dad, who is two things. <laughs> One, a cool dude. Listen to your friend Billy Zane. He's a cool dude. And two, Greek. <laughs> He's not even close to Irish. <laughs> but they play him as the son of this ostensibly full-blooded Irish pop who is obsessed with this lore and stuff like that. And he grew up not believing him. But he is, he is well-knowledged. Yeah, so... Is that the right word? He's learned, learned. Well, learned. <laughs> um, yes, because Karen says at one point when she's asking him to trust her that Pop taught her how to hunt, but he taught her how to be smart. So that's what he is. He's the sheriff in town. He wears this shitty little flat hat <laughs> for no reason. If you don't know who Billy Zane is... He's the motherfucking Phantom, yo. Okay. <laughs> He's the bad guy from Titanic. Yeah, I guess. That's how most people know him as I an will, actor. For, when I saw Titanic, I was like, it's the Phantom. <laughs> That's how I knew him. But he, so he's the sheriff and he does this really cool, this nice little touch. I really like him. You can tell, okay, two things. <laughs> he is just effortlessly this character. He is not trying at all, is the other side of that coin. 
He's really good at playing this character, but because he's just himself. But he does these, he does this little thing when he when he catches her because he didn't know Pops took her out hunting and he doesn't like her hunting, even though he did the same thing. Pops did the same thing for him. Mm-hmm. And he puts her in his cop car. And, yeah, he puts her in the front seat. But how he does it is he opens the door and then he, like, hand on top of her head, guides yes. her into the car. Mm-hmm. And I thought that, that was a really nice, neat little touch <laughs> on his part. It was kind of cute. used to doing it as a cop. Yeah. And he's so protective of his daughter that, like. He's treating her like someone he's arrested. Mm-hmm. So Zane's pretty cool. I like him a lot in this movie. And like I said, he's not trying at all. <laughs> Nor should he. <laughs> People, this is a sci-fi original movie, in case you didn't hear me say it the 147 other times. <laughs> this is the same channel that aired Sharknado. He should not be too excited. But he... Does a really good job. I liked his character. Okay, so the first guy the the thing kills is a tracker who apparently can't keep his footing. Yeah, he falls a bunch, and he then has the guy, like a gold tooth or something. Yes, it's a gold tooth that he wants because the leprechaun eats gold in this story. So he takes his gold tooth. Cut to the local pub, which has a bartender who pretends to be Irish when you first walk in. Stop in the morning, Julia. Grab some real estate. I'll be right with you. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah, I thought that was a cute little touch. Then we see her have her first dream sequence where she tells herself that she's damned and she doesn't even know it. Or she's dead and she doesn't even know it. There are a lot of those little moments where she sees her friends' faces and they look like soulless demons or whatever. Well, this time it was her herself. Right, but I mean throughout the movie she, she has these hallucinations. And you will call it... Every single time. Oh, here comes a hallucination. <laughs> yeah, there it was. It's so unexciting. It's so predictable. Yeah, she says, tag Karen, you're dead. You're dead and you don't even know it. It's so bad. It's really bad. So then we meet this guy who lives in town who just happens to run a really popular website about weird things, weird happenings. He's the one who drops the Sharknado reference. Yes. Because he wrote a story on it. Can I get a quote? I'm the last time I gave you a quote. Yeah, when the tornado brought the sharks to the lake, Sharknado. It took me two years to live that stupid headline down. And then he is the one that introduces her to the Tree of Tears. Yeah, points out that there's this tree in the middle of the forest that's really old or some shit. It's the one that has all the horseshoes on it. Yeah, he's the one that basically tells her all about the The the, the curse. But her grandfather, Pop, is also pretty knowledgeable about this stuff, even though nobody believes him. And there's this really cute moment where he's talking to the girl, our main girl, and he wants to get her to tell him about her experience with the leprechaun. And she's like, no. And he's like, well, can I get your number? And she's like, no. And then he texts her and he's like, okay, I just sent you my number. And she goes, wait, who gave you my number? And he's just like, bye. (laughs) (laughs) They never explain it. I thought that was cute. But if you change your mind, you want to talk to me? Call me because I'm texting you my number right now. Oh, great. Thanks, Carl. That was me on the phone. Great. Who gave you my number? Bye. That was funny. (laughs) Yeah, a little stalkery, but whatever. (laughs) Then she goes to see Pop at the bar, and she encounters that he is hustling people at darts. How do you hustle at darts? Yeah, they make the whole argument 
about how how are you going to hustle a dart? You throw it, it hits a bullseye or it doesn't. And then she's like, you need to get out of here. My dad's the sheriff or whatever. Right. And the guy leaves. And then she's like hustling people at darts. It's like, wait a minute. You just made the airtight argument that you can't fucking cheat at darts. Yeah. I'd love to know how they do you that. You can cross the line, I guess. Magnets? Ma- no, it's moving way too fast for that to have any effect. <laughs> I have no idea. It really bothered me. It's it really, really bad. Me. Bitch, I knew it. You're cheating me, old man. Hey, what the matter with you? You can't cheat at darts. You can either throw the dart in the bullseye or you can't. The only person who's ever cheated you was the guy upstairs. He's cheated you out of any brains. Knock it off, both of you. Hey, O'Harris, don't hustle. Get out. Who the hell are you? Someone who can have the sheriff here in two minutes. Now leave. You heard the lady. Hit the bricks. You're hustling dark games now? That's a new low. Just separating a fool from his gold. You want to play? It's stupid because you're just supposed to be like, oh, he's a clever con man. And people love to make characters clever con men because it gives them an edge. But you have to make it make sense. I'm it. This this is a Rosemary's Baby remake moment right here. I'm angrier now that we're talking about it. So then she's talking to her friend because she didn't go to school that day. So he's like, oh, I have your calculus homework. And then she sees... She sees the leprechaun in the door behind him. And she's like, look behind you, there's someone there. And he's like, you're really freaking me out. And then, you know, she sees it and she freaks out. Like, it's not even a moment of, like, him looking behind and then not seeing anything, which probably would have been better. Instead, it cuts right to... It's next to her. Yeah, no, she sees it. Like, ah, right? And then Jump she scare. looks she looks back at the computer monitor and him instead of him going like, "No, there's nothing back there." And it appears while he's not looking at the camera or he's not looking at the monitor. That would have been really neat. No, instead, <laughs> apparently she's been hallucinating half this conversation and he's like, "Hello. I told you I Got your homework, which is the first fucking thing he said in this conversation. So the whole rest of the conversation never happened. No, because the next day they get in the car together and he's and she's like, I'm sorry about this. He's like, yeah, well, next time I do something nice for you, how about you don't like freak me out? Yeah. So like, what the fuck? I don't know. Bad movie. It's bad. (laughs) Speaking of bad movie, there's one point when they're on the couch together. They get romantic. (laughs) He dies, whatever. He dies? I don't remember him dying. (laughs) Yeah, he dies when the leprechaun gets out and it's like in this alleyway and dude attacks it because it's going to like kill her grandpa or kill her or something like that. And instead, he the leprechaun kills him. And she's like, tell me he's not dead. You know, it's it's dumb. Anyway, you you figure if they could save anyone, it'd be him. But yeah, whatever. He's very likable. I'll just say. Dax is his name. Yes. So while they're commiserating together they're on the couch they're getting all cuddly trying to figure out how to kill the leprechaun she says it's like i'm trapped in some bad monster movie and i can't get out who gets haunted by a leprechaun what is that it's the stupidest thing i've ever heard of and it's happening to me it's like i'm trapped in some bad monster movie and can't get out and and to top it off this thing's probably just gonna kill me anyway hey it's not gonna kill you if this was a bad monster movie it'd kill everybody but you Small consolation. And it's like, yes, I get it, movie. Very meta. Uh huh. But the problem is, is it is a bad monster movie. <laughs> we have some possessed drawing. 
Oh, twice. Great. She gets possessed and draws for no good reason. And it, yeah, it does nothing. <laughs> At least in the second season of Stranger Things, it had a huge impact on the plot. Mm-hmm. At least in movies like The Ring. The Ring. It has an effect on the plot. <laughs> this does nothing. It's just they wanted this cool thing where she doesn't know what she's drawing. And then it turns out she's drawing the, the leprechaun. leprechaun. Oh, it's just a horror movie trope. It's like they wrote a bunch of tropes on a hat and then reached in and pulled it out at random. It's like, don't worry, we don't need to tie this into the core plot or anything. I mean, well, it does come into play because Dax, her friend who has a crush on her, goes to look up stuff about fairy folk. And he's like, see this picture you drew? This is what it looks like in the book. And they are the exact same drawing. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm not fucking kidding. They are the exact same drawing. Yeah. You know, we haven't talked at all about how she's hallucinating and she gets like possessed and stuff like that. Since when are these leprechaun powers? Yeah. Fucking why is it a leprechaun? I don't know. Like, the fact that it attacks people with gold is barely a thing. It becomes a thing at the end, really. But otherwise, it could just be attacking people at random. They don't need that gold element. Also, this movie is really made very poorly. The sound quality goes in and out. Did you notice that? No. It was constantly, I'm like... i usually the one to notice that. Constantly... Especially, like, it was really bad. So it was normal, and then they get in the car, and all of a sudden it's like, wait, what are they saying? Why did the volume go way down? What is up with the acoustics in here? Because it... What was the weird Christmas horror movie that was independent that we watched? What was that called? Dismembering Christmas? Dismembering Christmas. You remember how the quality of the sound... Oh, yeah, uh uh-huh, because they had bad sound equipment. That uh is exactly what this was. Slow budget. Except that was, like, all Indian shit. This is from one of those production houses that just churns out crap for (laughs) sci-fi. And it's because, it's because, like, I'm sorry. If you're one of these people that works for these companies, (laughs) I'm sorry, but your employers, they just don't care. Mm -hmm. I do not believe in a world that they care at all. (laughs) You could say, oh, no, they're just making fun, stupid monster movies, you know, and it's like. Yeah, but you could take just a little bit of effort to make it interesting. Like, listen, this is the first time I've thought about this concept since we saw the movie. And already I'm like, oh, it would have been better if they just did this. I've barely given it a second fucking thought. So what the hell's wrong with these people? (laughs) You may claim that you're just having fun, making some fun movies because you love horror movies. But like, dude, just a little bit of effort. I have written down here. It looks nuts when the leprechaun swipes at that idiot's face. I don't remember what the idiot is. It's probably the first dude with the gold teeth. And he, like, swipes at his face. And it, like, rips the skin off of his face. And I was like, oh, that was actually a pretty nice effect. That was kind of cool. I will say that for the movie. So then um, we get to see Billy Zane. trying Cool to figure, dude. Yes, trying to figure out what happened. And he has Dax's older sister is his assistant or whatever, Ugh. deputy. Her name is Jen. So they're out in the woods looking at the, the paw prints. And they're like, that's weird. It looks like, what did they describe it as? I think they said hoofs. It looks like cloven hoofs specifically. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. And... She brings up some animal that it might be like a goat or something. And, yeah. he, and he goes, a goat that walks on hind legs or whatever. And she's like, huh? And he's like, look at the tracks. It's a two-legged animal. <laughs> and he sounds so irritated. Like, God, this is my idiotic deputy. <laughs> it's yeah, really great. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm really bummed about her. She also dies. 
completely unceremoniously. He has like the last big kill that comes up and then he like jumps down and she's like, hey, and he just like Rah! and just swipes at her. You don't even get to see it. And then her guts fall out. That's it's like, right. She's just fucking I remember dead. that they slide on the floor. Yeah. It and gross. it's like, but it's, I liked Jen. She was a cool character. Mm-hmm. Like there is no, it wasn't an emotional moment. It was a quick one off. Hey, let's include a cool kill. But I cared more about Jen than I did about the kill. And that's the fucking problem. I felt that way a lot. A lot of the people that they killed, it's like, wait, I liked that character. Yeah. And, th- and they don't really care that they're dead. It's just like, let's keep going. Billy Zane finally sees the leprechaun. So he and Pops and Dax and Karen, they all get together and figure out how to take this thing down. And they realize they need to get the original charmed horseshoes that represent the four cardinal directions in this town, north, east, south, and west. But they've since been moved. So they need to find and collect them to build a... Kelsey, do you remember what they called it? No. A four-leafed cleaver? That's right! I really like that. How did I forget that about that? That was so that. fucking cute. I really liked that. It was fun. Yeah, I liked it. That's That's why this movie's not getting... A zero because <laughs> of shit like that and Billy Zane. But yeah, it's a imagine it's on a stick and these horseshoes are all tied together butt to butt in four directions like a cross. Mm-hmm. And you have to kill it with this because cleaver. basically horseshoes kind of work like holy water. It burns yeah. them. Yeah. Holy water on a demon would burn it. There are several so. moments throughout the movie where they hold up one of them and it like goes ah! like a cross to a vampire. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, they they put the four together, which is funny because they call it a four leaf cleaver. It's and so in, cool. in- <laughs> <laughs> it's probably where they got the whole idea for the movie. I one of those one of those movies or shows or whatever where they come up with a pun first and then they like, well, let's make the whole movie around that. Which is funny because lepre- in Leprechaun, it's a four leaf clover. Yeah. That. Except this movie actually has a clover. That one has a shamrock. That really bothers me. Get it right! (laughs) We didn't talk about the girlfriend at all. So she is like the queen for the St. Patrick's Day parade. Mm -hmm. She dies because she wears a gold. Okay, so she doesn't want to go, but, you know, their friends are all dying. (laughs) And she's like, she rationalizes it with like, the town really needs this. (laughs) And she wears a gold-lined crown, so that gets her killed. Yeah, that her mother presents to her. And when she gets off on her float and it starts to drive away, the mom just dies. No yep. reason. Yeah, Leprechaun just kills her. Yeah. Because they don't make thoughtful choices in this movie. Also, there one of the banners says Silver Shamrock. Yes, I, I don't think I wrote that down, but totally. Six more days till Halloween. Oh, no. What Kelsey, we're... Six more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Six more days till Halloween, Silver Shamrock. Halloween three, baby. Um, so, oh God, Kelsey, we're getting, oh man. What? We're getting to the best, best part of the movie. But let's get through the friend dying. She's up on the float and the leprechaun just pops out like, bah! 
And what does he do? Does he he like swipes at her head, right? And he and he grabs it, but with zero consideration for the fact that her head is in the way <laughs> and like rips out a chunk of the back of her head or whatever. And then she dies. Mm-hmm. And this is the moment where he jumps down and swipes at Jen and then runs off. It is also the moment where Dax dies because, again, they don't make thoughtful choices in this movie. I, I literally wrote, why is everyone dying and why does no one care? Right. <laughs> So they're going to actually take care of this thing, and it's basically Karen, Pop, and Billy Zane Cool Dude. (laughs) (laughs) And Billy Zane saves Karen at one point, and they're in his cop car, and they have this really emotional moment where he pours out his heart to his daughter about how he feels like he's been a really shitty father and he was a really shitty husband. And we learned the story about how she lost her mom. Oh, my God. Did you forget? I Okay, so I had written, <laughs> what the fuck is the story about the mom? And I didn't know what the hell I was talking so about. I oh, have, my God. I, it's so bizarre. Yeah, and I kind of love it for that. But, like, this movie does not strike this tone. <laughs> At all. He takes it so seriously. Yes, because Billy Zane is dope as shit. He murders this scene, but the content. I don't, I couldn't, as a, as an actress, I would be like, no, <laughs> I'm not saying this. You need to give me a better story than this shit. So I have written down here, what? <laughs> all caps, question mark, exclamation point. He lost his wife during a sale? During Black Friday. <laughs> They're, like, getting pushed on and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, my God, did she get crushed to death in a Black Friday stampede? That's what I thought he was going to say. Nope. (laughs) He just loses her. I let go of her hand. I let go of her hand. And she doesn't, like, go home. She just disappeared. She just disappeared. This was the big revelation in this movie. There's zero explanation. She is a full-grown adult with a child going shopping for Christmas. She gets separated from her husband and apparently now can never go home again. It is. She didn't die because he's the sheriff. He would know. I didn't. I don't understand. I don't know what happened. And then. And then he just fucking dies. Complaining about what a shitty dad and husband he is. We're gonna play the whole story for you. Yeah, no, 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 guys. It's so incredible. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna stop it here, and it's probably gonna be like a couple minutes. No commentary, nothing. We'll just play this scene for you because it is insane. We don't want you to have to watch this movie. Don't but watch you, it. You need to hear this. You need to hear this. <laughs> Tell me what happened to her. Come on. It was Black Friday, the busiest shopping day of the year, and um, we left you with Pop so your mother and I could buy you a game console below retail cost. It was an incredible value. Dad, what happened to her? Honey, there were just so many people. All right, I was fighting a woman and her son for the last minute. The crowd surged, and I lost her. What? I, I couldn't. 
couldn't find her. I went to the lost and found, and there was nothing. And I, I paged her every day for a year. Good morning. I am a, I'm a terrible husband. I'm a, I'm a real awful father, and I am a, a, a really bad sheriff. I mean, the whole town is dead, and I can't even find my wife, let alone catch a leprechaun. Even a letter on my name tag is missing. I'm, who's Connor? I'm Connor. How does that happen? I don't know, Dad. If anyone should be dead out there right now. So the leprechaun just reaches in, crashes through the window, and then rips him out and pulls him <laughs> under the car. And then when she jumps out and pulls him by the legs out from under the car, she just pulls back his his legs and his lower torso. The rest of him is left under the car, I guess. <laughs> and then, you know, she she hits him with a four-leaf cleaver, and then he dies, and then that's the end of the movie. Nothing matters after that scene. Nothing matters. This movie is so bad. It's really bad. And you know what? They really laid it on thick with this whole Irish thing. Mm-hmm. There is... I don't, I don't think there's a single authentic Irish accent in the movie. Nope. But there's fucking... Celtic crosses and Trinity knots and all that shit all over. They did a really bad, whoever did set decoration is just like, buy me whatever Irish shit you can find and I'll put it up. (laughs) It is everywhere. Oh, you know what? I forgot to mention. This is how it ends. This is how the movie ends. She stabs him with the cleaver, cuts to her looking at the clover mark on her hand. It starts to fade and she goes, oh, nice. Oh, that's right! I wrote that and I didn't know what it meant! (laughs) Oh, nice. (laughs) And then, (gasps) cut to, she's burying him for a few seconds, and then just credits. Yeah. What?! This, this movie, okay. And it plays Johnny Jump Up in the credits, which (laughs) apparently is an Irish folk song. An Irish drinking song? Yeah, it's an Irish drinking song, but they it's like a punk version of the song. Yes. Like I said, when the movie first started, I was like, huh, I'm kind of into this. I'm digging it. As soon as the leprechaun comes out, it's like, wait. And then it just goes to shit. And like, don't get me wrong. I like like schlocky horror. Like I like trauma movies. I, I can I'm totally down for it if it wanted to play itself as a comedy, but it does not. There are a few semi-comedic characters and that's it and they're not played up for comedy not like not except for the sharknado guy and even then it's not like a laugh it's just a reference yeah it's very small it it is not grabbers knew what it wanted to be grabbers knew i want to be a funny movie about monsters and drinking to poison the monster right this That's like a shining beacon on a hill compared to this fucking movie. Yeah, this, on the other hand, was like, let's do a real story about this leprechaun. Yeah, and then and And then there's that fucking speech about Black Friday. It's like they didn't realize that it was comical. No, they definitely knew it was silly and ridiculous, but it's like where is that in the rest of the movie? Did they though? Oh, the ending I don't think is supposed to be a joke. I think they just didn't know how to end it. But the Billy Zane speech, I think that's But he supposed- says it so seriously. Oh my God, because Billy Zane is a cool dude. 
Oh, Kelsey, do you have anything else to add to this? I have one line in here that sounds really funny, and I can't remember what it's referencing. Okay. A mime with tetanus? Oh, she wasn't talking or something, and I think it's Dax or somebody refers to her or whoever it is. I don't remember the people, but calls her a mime with tetanus, because tetanus can give you lockjaw. That's the joke there. See? This is the caliber of humor in this movie. Um, Wouldn't say anything like a mime with tetanus. <laughs> also, there is a catchphrase that they say a couple times. Don't fear the wind if your haystacks are tied down. Pops says it a couple times. Well, he then, says it once and she asks him to repeat it. And then she says it when she's putting together the uh, the four-leaf cleaver. Yeah, it's an adage about if you're prepared, you don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. If you've done everything you can to prepare... What good is worrying going to do? Mm-hmm. And I, I like the the adage, but like, it's not like this movie, like that's the thesis of the movie or anything. This movie has nothing to do with preparedness, <laughs> except for the fact that they get the cleaver. At one point, Billy Zane is making his daughter breakfast and he's like, here, eat this waffle. And then he puts honey all over it. And I'm like, who eats honey on a waffle? I've put peanut butter on waffles before sometimes you like shit on waffles whatever lay off <laughs> he's billy zane <laughs> he's a cool dude also uh at one point dax is talking to his sister jen and he's got a book and she's like milf oh right <laughs> because, because it's um what is it medieval irish lore and fairies or something lore and Fairy fables folk. or yeah something like that and she goes, at least I don't have to worry about you seducing her. <laughs> what are you reading? Milf? What the hell? It's, it's medieval Irish legends and folklore. M-I-L. Why do you read all this fantasy crap anyway? I'm reading it for a friend. Oh, yeah? Karen O'Hara. You're trying to seduce my boss's daughter with goblins, fairies, and mischief makers? I'm not trying to seduce anybody. I'm... She, she's in trouble. So... She's in trouble with goblins, and you're trying to save her with fairies and magic? At least I don't have to worry about you seducing her. Thanks, sis. That's real nice. Great sister. Love you, too. The best. That's cute. I like Jen, right? Jen's cool. And then they just kill her unceremoniously for no reason. It was totally unnecessary. But they wanted Karen to be the only one left. Now, this is a world where she buries the fucking leprechaun, immediately cut to credits. Like, no time to rest or sit on anything. She doesn't even finish burying him. It doesn't even end with, like, her shoveling dirt into the camera or no, anything it, like that. No, exactly what it does. Is that? That is how it ends. She shovels up dirt, splashes at the but it's camera, like, cuts it, credits. It's like, it bothered me because some, for some reason, like, it was long enough to where it was like you thought something was going to happen, but not long enough, but nothing did happen, right? And it wasn't long enough to where you could, like, sit and ruminate on anything, or it was trying to make a point, or it was trying to, like, calm you down, or anything like that. It was just a couple of seconds of her burying for nothing, which is really dumb. But they had, they could have done so much more, but, like, it's one of those movies where it leaves you hanging because a dozen or two dozen people are dead now. It's like a dozen people. A good, solid, maybe a baker's dozen. And the leprechaun showed up in public in the middle of a parade and ripped this girl's side of her head off and then ripped guts out of an officer and then ran away, killed another kid in an alleyway and like killed the, the grandpa in the forest and ripped the sheriff in half. 
what is the world now? <laughs> like the entire, this isn't even like a, oh, the, the town will be changed or it's not even Karen will be changed. It's not even the town will be changed. The whole world is changed now. And we don't get anything. We get her burying him for a couple seconds. Who cares? <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Who gives a shit? <laughs> this movie's bad. What do you think it got in Rotten Tomatoes? Ten. It's so funny. Or was it not? Re- was it not reviewed at all? It, it, yeah. So it, it was not. It has no consensus score. But the audience rating is eleven percent. <laughs> and before I saw that, I was ready to give it a ten. Would you give it a ten too? Is that what you'd give it? Probably. Perfectly rated audience. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> This movie has two things going for it. Cool Dude Billy Zane and the speech that Cool Dude Billy Zane gives at the end of it. And we played all that for you. So you have no reason to watch this movie. It's also just super boring. After a while, you're just like, I checked out. I was like, this is just, I don't care. I don't care about this shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty bad. God, that story. (laughs) <laughs> it you it comes out of nowhere not once did i be like i wonder where her mother is i don't right. care no i didn't care i don't care at all she had a grumpy sheriff who's devoted to his job and who's over he's bearing he doesn't drink his father i drinks. said grumpy oh i thought you said drunk no anyway like so i figured maybe he ran her off or something or she died in childbirth or right, some bullshit th- like when that when he started to talk about the mom i was like oh it's gonna be a sad story now and then it was just this bizarre thing about black friday and i'm like nope still don't give a fuck about this movie cool. this movie is forever in my itunes library <laughs> so is lifeblood <laughs> oh my god what have i done <laughs> We, we, uh, we have perpetuated this business. <laughs> We've given money to these people. Yeah, that upsets me the most. <laughs> people always say you should never download things. Yeah, well, then this shit happens. <laughs> Maybe. No, don't even do that. You'll be worse off for it. Okay. Kelsey, that was our St. Patrick's Day holiday fortnight. We watched Maniac Cop takes place on St. Patrick's Day and has a parade. <laughs> Grabbers, which isn't about St. Patrick's Day, but it takes place in Ireland and it's about getting drunk. Leprechaun, for obvious reasons, and Red Clover, which shouldn't have been... Well, it also takes place on St. Patrick's Day. They right, but it could, have been any, it could have been any kind of parade. <laughs> like, it's, it's also worse, an Irish it's, town. It's worse than Maniac Cop. It didn't need to be. That didn't contribute to the story at all. That's why the leprechaun is here in America. Right, but it could have been a demon from any other culture. <laughs> they didn't. It could have been when we got to the new world, we found this demon or whatever. Like, that would have been great. But no. Anyway, I'm, I'm done being mad at this movie. Okay. We watched four St. Patrick's Day movies, and that's that marks the end. St. Patrick's Day was yesterday. Yep. No. Oh. Oh, no. When it you, was, when it was two when days you... ago. Okay, people. Our schedule... <laughs> I realize I've never said this. Our schedule is to release an episode every Monday. I usually post it Sunday night. So, so I guess two nights ago was St. Patrick's Day. 
I will be in Seattle right now at a wedding. Hello, Lou, if you're listening. Congratulations to you and Alicia. And Kelsey would have just gotten back from a work retreat thing. Conference. Conference. I'm Whatever. not going on a retreat. Whatever. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to really get quick on editing this episode. But anyway, now that we're beyond St. Patrick's Day, what are we watching next week? We have a double feature. Yeah. Dawn of the Dead. Yes! I'm excited. It's been a long time since we dealt with zombie movies. Our first episode, we did 28 Days Later. I think that's the last zombie movie we did, right? Did we do, have we done any, unless you count Maniac Cop, but no, he never died. But he's kind of a zombie. Well, Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. That was also our first episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. I'm pretty sure we've done another zombie movie. We've only done, this is our 23rd episode, I think, so. But I think we've done another zombie. Okay. I mean, Lifeblood. They were vampires. They were vampire angels. I guess that's right. I, but I feel like we did see another zombie movie. Probably. Dawn of the Dead, I'm really excited about. I've never, well, I've seen the beginning of the original, uh -huh. but that's it. Just the beginning of the original. I've seen the new one, so I know what to expect there. Dawn of the Dead is the George Romero zombie movie sequel to Night of the Living Dead that... It's not a sequel. Right. I mean... I mean, insofar as it's part of his it's movie part universe. of his universe. Yeah, but it's not it's not a sequel to the story in Night of Living Dead, but it's I've another seen zombie the original movie. Night of yeah. Living Dead. And the reason that I'm really excited to see this is it the mall because this this created the whole like zombies in a mall thing. <laughs> no, it's because my favorite band in high school. Jesus. Did a song about it, and you better believe we're going to play it. Oh, God. Yep. Yep. Oh, God. <sighs> should I say it now, or should I save it as a surprise? It's, oh, save it as a surprise. I'm sure people are waiting with bated breath. I will do that, then. <laughs> All right, that's next week. In the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at podcemetery at gmail.com. You can comment on the movies we've already watched or what we're watching in the future. Or you can make a request if you want us to watch a movie and talk about it here. You can also follow us on Twitter at Pod Cemetery. Until next time, my name is Chris. My name is Kelsey. What do we say at the end of the episode, Kelsey? Fuck you, Lucky Charms. I don't I love gold. What is his name? The guy who's, who's like Chunk? Can I just call him Chunk? You're stupid, people! The leprechaun. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. We will do so after we listen to this trailer. Wow, that's that's gonna... That's that's a garbage town. She gets this mark on her arm, on her hand, the inside of her hand, her palm. I can say that again. She has this mark on her palm. <laughs> ah, I gotcha. Didn't you meet the Phantom? Didn't you meet the Phantom?
meet him? No. Who did you meet at the Comic Con? I've met a few people at Comic Con. I thought you met the Phantom. Somebody embarrassing from the 90s. I met... I met uh, Lou Ferrigno. I have a picture of him. You met Lou Ferrigno? He's staring at me. I, I need to find this picture. Because he's... <laughs> Because Lou Ferrigno is one of those guys who, and I hate and understand this, he's he's one of the guys who, like, charges for pictures with him. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to stand in line, and you pay him right. money, and then he'll take a picture with you. And I was just, like, standing far back and took, taking a picture. I looked at the picture later, and he's, like, staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He could murder me. <laughs> the, the leprechaun. Oh. Six more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Six more days till Halloween, Silver Shamrock. <laughs> oh my god! What have I done? Don't do this, Derek. Listen to your friend Billy Zane. He's a cool dude. He's trying to help you out.